How is everybody this morning? The theme song, 15 seconds too long. Yes, it's uh, Tuesday morning. I just got out of 8.30 mass, and I'm taking the lovely bacon, my turtle, to her eighth out of 10 little shots to get her the, uh, well, the nutrients that she needs to deal with whatever is going on inside of her internal turtle body that is beyond me. And if the vet tells me to do something, I will be there with a smile on my face, payment ready to be made, and saying, yes, take care of God's creature here as she teaches me how to be the best husband known to mankind because that turtle just squints and nods, and that is the key to life. Full acceptance. How you doing, folks? Uh, If you want to hear, I got... My grandfather passed on my mom's side in, uh, in his personal effects. He had a small pamphlet from Maria Menendez, who was a Spanish nun who had, uh, she only had four years of service and she had direct visions and experiences where she was taken to hell and if uh, I believe she wrote, she has a book, and I was reading on that yesterday. But in the pamphlet, and it's just a small, it's just one of those tiny little books. And they mentioned, and it's something that you know, never I had never considered, was that you know, Christ, he's in the garden, and he is dying to love itself. And out of his supreme sacrifice for the love of the universe and humanity and all of us, he prayed some, like, get me out of this. For all of us who have been in trouble at one time or another in our lives, you know, maybe maybe you've got a speeding ticket you're trying to get out of. Maybe you, uh, you fudged something on a work form. Maybe you uh, lied and got caught. Maybe uh, maybe you were a virgin all the way through longer than you should have been, and they hurdled accusation after accusation at you. Whatever the trial of your life, be it physical infirmament, be it the uh, psychopathy of not dealing with your social media correctly, perhaps it is whatever trial you find yourself in, In that same message, when Christ was at the Last Supper and he realized that he had to create the body and blood in order for him to be physically present as the groom was leaving the wedding, as they would say. But knowing so in the midst, as he died to love the night before, well, as he died to love, as he was going to die to love, Uh, later on that night he even knew as he broke bread that among him was uh, the one that was going to betray and the one that was going to deny him three times those two were already present 
in the Last Supper, and he did the Last Supper, and he gave up that sacrifice with that foreknowledge. And then when he goes to pray, and he's turned over, and it's one of those parts of, it's glossed over, you know, he goes to the prison, and there he's beaten time and time again, left in cold, dark, cold, damp darkness, and in that point is completely removed and in that desolation and in that despair and despondency in this pamphlet that I read yesterday Christ tells Sister Menendez that as he sits in the tabernacle of the church a church that may be closed up or chained across the front door because of theft or vandalism or because his very people that he died to save have lives that are so busy that they don't realize that the darkness of the tabernacle in which he sits at our very churches is that same darkness and despair and hopeful waiting that the brethren would visit him in that time. So we have to think about praying in adoration and church and the Eucharist is something that from the time you receive it, not only are you in the glory of the body and blood of Christ, but we should be looking forward with mind, body, and spirit to the next time that we're going to be able to either sit in front of the Blessed Sacrament or take communion itself. And with that frame of mind, with that looking forward frame of mind, is how we engage in our prayer practices, whether if it's the Liturgy of the Hours, whether if it's the, the battle of demons themselves using the weapon of the Most Holy Rosary, which... If you ask, the Virgin Mary herself will teach you, teach you the foundations of your own faith and lead you down a path to, well, be an amazing steward of your faith and to give and to set yourself aside to become that same living sacrifice that put himself up for you. So I thought that it was was interesting that, you know, we, we just think of the tabernacle as, well, that's the thing in the back of the altar that it's got the key in it and it's locked and they got to unlock it. And then they pull the host down and they pull the wine from the side and then that's where they bless it. And if you don't really consider the, the, the deeper metaphors at work there, that in that despair and in that darkness, we should not be despondent, but it's an opportunity for us to be closer And to spend that day in hopeful waiting for the next time we're going to be engaging in the Eucharist. And we know that the Eucharist works the best within our, what? The very tabernacle of ourselves, the very heart inside of our body is yet the same metaphor of the tabernacle is the same metaphor of the prison. Do you have Christ chained in the dark prison of your heart as you engage in activities 
and opinions of division, of violence, of lying, of those behaviors that would have already been deemed sinful. And because we are so ashamed of our own sin, it's so easy to live externally projecting and expressing our sin life outward so much so that not only will we not look inside of ourselves to see which part needs to be fixed, but also the projection of our issues on other people. As a further deflection away from what? Your own reflection and your own time realizing that it's about time to change the very hearts inside of our bodies. That's why we lift them up. We lift them up to become active listeners because in that day that you spend waiting to encounter the Eucharist again, as the body and blood and soul of divinity is coursing through your very veins, those are your opportunities to engage and learn and grow and give so that you return to the next time to receive the sacrament in a more perfect form than your very day before. And when you start cleaning your processes, you'll understand and get a different perspective on the media that's being sent to you, that's being, uh, depending on which wing you're getting your information from. If you've noticed that as you know, the left as when I when I first started to see the Kavanaugh thing, those of us who were old enough to remember Robert Bork, those of us who were there to remember how uh, the Republicans wouldn't give the meeting uh, to show how, in in one way, the Gorsuch hearing was such a professionally run matter, and the Clarence Thomas. Hearing when you watch those videos was absolutely, absolutely a high-tech lynching. And he was right to say that. And it's disgusting that politics would devolve to such a personal level of attacks where a future Supreme Court Justice of the United States of America providing that the vote goes the way the vote is supposedly and purportedly going to go has to go on national television with his wife, defend false accusations, and then on a level of, you know, everyone laughs at the four degree, six degree level of checkers and chess. So however you want to describe the amount of strategery, if I want to quote George Bush, or the amount of uh, reading and Sun Tzu. But we all remember when there was a time in our lives when uh, you know our, our sexual lives had not yet come to form and we had people in our sphere of influence and in our peer groups and media that says in movies, hey, if you're not making out by this time in your life, you're a loser. If you don't have a date on Friday, you're a loser. You don't look like this. You're not going here. You're not going to make the ski. Whatever 80s bad movie sold us. That's the story of, you know, how many stories did we grow up where people lied about their virginity? And now you have a sitting Supreme Court justice who comes out and says, hey, 
I didn't lose my virginity, not in high school, and many years well into college, which undercuts and undermines everything, because if they are, if they're so fearful, and this whole thing is really coming down to Roe versus Wade, and to be honest, we've, I've grown up where Roe versus Wade has always been a part of the culture of America since we've known it. And, you know, whether if it was quote-unquote settled law or there's no case coming to re-adjudicate it or however it was, there's something in the wind on the left and maybe it's the doubling down and the doubling down and the doubling down and not only are they out of their own arrows that they had left to shoot and defend themselves, they're out of the very arrows that were created and handed to them through duplicitous means of propaganda by the very people they wanted to take down. And so they were sold weapons of propaganda and given weapons of propaganda that had no basis of fact and could never work, but were they wanted to believe them so strongly that they would look the other way. And the second accuser at the Washington Post and the New York Times, who time and time again makes only one mistake, only one way, 100% of the time, who blasts and openly tweets out information that is seen by millions and millions and millions only to issue a ESPN level 3 a.m. apology that is seen by, I don't know, one half of 1% of the people who have taken the original lie and ran with it. Well, if they passed on that, and they had to go to the New Yorker. And now you might you might come to the understanding that there may be, in the same way that we engage with our social media and our thumbs and ideas fly and our word choice and our use of capitalization and punctuation and caps locks and however you uh, outwardly project your anger and hatred and your use of social media creates a mental image of your own mental processes on the back end of these various platforms. And then they, behind those scenes, beta test to figure out what is the most information that is going to keep you clicking, scrolling, and interacting the longest so you provide more information so that we are really training the AI as much as the AI is training us now. If we know that a person's opinions can be led and moved along a path, consider the fact that when everybody knew that 9-11 sucked and you had Lindsey Graham and McConnell and you had uh, Ted Cruz and all these smarmy dudes, to now for me, because I've just seen these adults act like adults in the name of everybody else, burning down around him and the immaturity of the progressive left, the DSA, the socialists, the communists, the very people that if they could would put you in a prison camp so they could rule in a world ruled by emotion. They would gladly kill their own mothers to be politically right just this one last time because this last election was the biggest election that there has ever been. We're in our last human president. We are moving into AI. The general purpose AI is coming online. 
and it was never talked about and it was never said because if you had to explain why this was so imperative and why they might want to cheat at the very level. And so now Russian collusion obstruction has gone away. Bob Woodward has gone away. These allegations and accusations, they've gone away. The vote rigging, it's gone away. It, Putin's a puppet, it's gone away. Trump's a whatever, it's gone away. And what they've, what they, the hill that they're, that they're dying on is the fact that, of course, Russia was engaging in the elections and we believe, of course, they've been doing it since the history of computers and the history of propaganda and the history of side A against side B. And the story that's been sold and it's been repeated and it's been just put out time and time again. is that on a certain date, a certain person inside of a certain campaign said something that set off the investigation. Now, if you can tie that back that the person who came and came in out of school and all of a sudden becomes friends with this person that allows them to say, I don't know, I've watched enough episodes of Ozark to see that coming. I see enough people and you don't think in stand-up comedy with all of the money on the line, with all of the loyalty and the friendships, that you find yourself in conversations where people that you really don't know very well are openly engaging in negative talk about people of influence that you may or may not personally know, and you don't know what it is and what kind of a relationship they have with the very person who's being S-talked. But if you fall into it, then that person who was engaging in that activity, who's to say they're not running back to that very person and they move up a peg and you're now out of the sphere of influence because you engaged in activities that you knew to be wrong in the time that you did it, but in the moment you chose to do it because it's fun to talk shit and it's fun to let our egos run. So there's a lot of spies going always And I can guarantee that the people jettisoned on every level, deemed traitor, deemed incompetent, deemed whatever it was that the left celebrated every time a person was jettisoned out of the Trump administration, those people were then celebrated as media darlings, given every pulpit known to mankind to continue to sell the narrative that the media outlets needed sold. But they did so acting as a spy because that information then goes back to the very White House and they know how the lines of information go. And at that point, it's very, very, very easy to seed a narrative with easily disprovable yet salacious and totally want to be believed information. And then you find yourself after you've doubled down and you've lied and there is no comeuppance that you failed. So getting back to Kavanaugh, where I thought that Roe v. Wade was really going to be, there is nothing stopping them now based on the way these, this Supreme Court justice nomination was treated to say they might just flip the switch on all these people. That if they can tie a person rigging an election that if they had to use foreign surveillance powers, those foreign surveillance powers aren't going to go on a wink and a nod. 
What's their protection? They got to get the highest dude in the land to sign off on their side for them to get to work so they can do so with the agreement that, hey, this is never going to come to light, right? And you'll do that by signing it? Does such a document exist further downstream? Perhaps even at the time of Trump's announcement of his candidacy, then that's when the operation started. And if that's what's coming out and that's what's provable, it would show the level of tactic used on the left that would continue to get them to lie and to double down because the information and that they got from the people that they got it from will be tied to foreign money, will be labeled dissidents, traitors, sedition, and perhaps you may see These same people who lied about Kavanaugh get taken to the civil cleaners. And this will be a lesson that this party may never come from. And we don't know what the results of the election are going to be. Are people, are people, uh, are people on the right radicalized? Well, I came from a position of saying that, you know, like, hey, it's all rigged. How are they know how this is going? And to this day, I can still tell you, I don't know where this is going. And I don't know who's in charge because they actually won or if they were placed there as a job hire. And so if I don't know the foundation of it, all I can do is sit back in a third position and wait. However, it's now become known that voting is important. Because we saw what happened in this last election where 80,000 votes across three states got the win. And if they're achieving results at that level with that kind of micro-targeting, there's nothing to say that that same micro-targeting could not be used via social media, via algorithms, via newsfeed to identify a person, a free-acting, free-willed person who works for your opposition to understand how they are psychologically wired. And it is possible in the same way that we could move people along. In the same way I couldn't be moved along to F this, this is all fake to, you know what, voting is important. In the same way that happens, perhaps memories could be created. Scott Adams said something a couple days ago on his uh, Sky, or on his uh, uh the hell's that thing called? On his periscope. And he was talking about how memories are recreations. Except he either purposefully made this uh, misstep verbally or uh, it was an accident. But he said that he meant to say that memory is recreational. And he said memory is recreational. And so it's funny that when we go and we sit back in our past and we think about what we've created, that we do fantasize and go back in our minds to create times in our past where we may have acted differently. And perhaps in the same way that we can move opinions using the newsfeed and using information and using stories, is it possible that that same general purpose AI could implant information in us in a way that we could create a memory that to us would be so real and in its reality was created by the people who was sent it to create it to be used 
against the person who is coming full forward. So should we believe people as they come? Of course. Did we believe the Virgin Mary when she said, uh, I was visited by an angel and now I'm pregnant with the uh, God of the world. And my husband uh, was not happy about it in the beginning, but here we are and things are going well. God works in secret. But he doesn't work in secret in your heart because he only works inside of you as you work externally with others to give, to spread that message and spread that word. What's interesting about the praying in the garden, what was interesting about the Last Supper, what's interesting about the trial and the path to Golgotha, regardless of what that ne'er-do-well and that that ne'er do well dude that made uh, Passion of the Christ. What's that guy's that actor? What's his name? Martin Riggs from uh, Lethal Weapon. That guy. The devil was not present in the garden. The devil was not present at the Last Supper. The devil was not present at the crucifixion. The devil was not present at the judgment. Or was and knew that in this, in the face of that truth, in no way could come to light, because even a person whose faith is not yet but a one one hundred tenth of a second old, has more power than the prince of lies himself. And so we have to understand that. What was it about that truth and those experiences and the resurrection and the road to Emmaus and what he taught us through the body and blood, soul and divinity and the mercy that he has for all of us waiting in the in the passion and the celebration of the Mass at the Eucharist itself that we come and celebrate. So what do we do with this information? I'm going to go off and uh, get this turtle her shots. I'm John Toll. I have an album, whatever it is you do all day. It's available on iTunes, Spotify. The album Pre-Existing Condition is on there as well. If you're having issues with social media... If you are, I don't know, if, you've, if you feel like something is different happening in this reality. If I am perceiving something that you are not yet, doesn't make you wrong. And like I said, I'm only waiting to understand what I'm seeing. But when you reverse engineer the theory that if they were going to rig an election... And they were going to use social media and Google to thumb down on the scale. And they were going to have Trump not only lose, but they were going to show all these quote-unquote toothless yokels in red hats lined up at rallies with their cue posters and their ill-fitting shirts and buttons and poor thinking and clinging to their Bible and their guns, as Barack Obama would say, that all of that put together with crafted Russian propaganda and knowledge that would show that Donald Trump was engaging in anti-American activities and they would tie him to foreign money and they would use social media to, well, have the psychopathy of his followers self-expose themselves along social media in order to be then moved, molded, and crafted into areas of dissidence and violence and activities that are as un-American as white socialist liberals running a Cuban-American out of a restaurant in the name of anti-fascism. So, 
we may have had a plot that was going to be running one way against one side. That plot found out using a better AI than the one running. And now I believe the same game is at play, and that is why we are seeing the unhinged actions of those people on the left. Now, this is where it gets important. Those people, they're lying. Those people that would put the foot on the democracy of America that would choke out the very Statue of Liberty herself still get equal protection under the law. They are innocent until proven guilty. And they will face their accusers in court with a jury of their peers because that is the way the rule of law works in the United States of America. Their move, their anti-American move to create something known as a credible accusation is a way to subvert that very rule because it's appearing to me as an act of desperation. So we'll see where this goes. It's only Tuesday. This meeting is Thursday. Is she going to show up? They say because they've hired a a female to question her. And this female, they were like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, we wanted the optics of 11 angry white men yelling at one woman. We needed that. Yeah, well, we're not giving it to you. Uh, If she shows up, I hope she shows up on time. I hope she answers her questions. And I hope that she bears her soul and people listen. And that this process moves forward. And I hope Judge Kavanaugh does the same. And I hope adults work and prevail in the room. And therein lies, that's just Thursday. Because we still have what's going to come out with the FISA warrants. We still want to know why the first guy that got in trouble, Flynn, what he's been sitting on. We want to know why Sessions has been hanging out. We want to know what's going to happen to Rosenstein. And we want to know, ultimately, who the good actors, the bad actors are. And all of that being said, are you a good actor inside of your own heart? And are you celebrating your love of Christ inside of the tabernacle of your very being to give to the good of humanity to spread the kingdom, as we've been told? God bless, everybody. I'm John Toll.